Hello and welcome to the Sports Technology Podcast. In this episode, we speak with Dr. Jessica Leach, creator of a 3D running gait analysis service for physiotherapy and injury prevention called Run3D. With her system, she and her colleagues are able to quantify runners' motions precisely, compare them to a large database to identify potential abnormalities that may lead to injury. For more information, check out our website, sportstechnologypodcast.com, and remember to follow us on Twitter at SportsTechPod. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to the Sports Technology Podcast. This is Henry Hansen and Mike. Hi, everyone. Our guest today is Dr. Jessica Leach from uh, Run3D, which is a uh, biomechanics gate analysis company. And I ran into Jessica kind of literally at the uh, London Olympic Expo recently, um, where she uh, she was running on the treadmill all markered up with, uh, with sensors and everything. Jessica, uh, first of all, welcome. Thank you for speaking with us. And if you could just start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your background and, and how you got to, uh, to be where you are right now. Of course. So I actually did my undergraduate degree in engineering at Oxford. At the end of this course, you then got introduced to the biomedical aspect, and I found this particularly interesting. So I then went on to pursue a PhD, again at Oxford, um, looking into the biomechanics of patellofemoral pain syndrome, or commonly known as runner's knee. So I worked at the Nuffield Orthopaedic Centre, which is a hospital in Oxford, um, and has basically assessed runners with and without the condition to find out if there was any kind of underlying biomechanical cause for it. And it was during this time that I thought, hang on, I'm using this amazing 3D motion capture system, but it's typically restricted to research institutions or specialist orthopedic hospitals, such as the one I was working in. So after completing my detail, I decided to try and look into ways of making it accessible to runners. All right. So, so your, your PhD, was it, was it focused only on ITB or were you just kind of looking at running injuries in general? It was, it was very, very focused on patellofemoral pain syndrome, so right. PFPS, so um, runners knee. And in female athletes, I think in research, you have to try and limit yourself to try and get rid of the vast number of variables which can lead to running injuries. And so you have to be very focused, I think, when you're doing a research um, perspective. For some of our listeners out there, can you just describe very basically what, what you're trying to accomplish with gait analysis? So what we're trying to do here, after, after doing my PhD, what I decided to do was try look into ways of making the gait analysis accessible. So gait analysis essentially is a very accurate and quantifiable way of putting numbers to the way somebody moves. Now, as I say, most of your listeners will probably be well aware of the type of service that you can get at your local running store where they might have one, possibly two video cameras and they might look at you from the side and from behind and tell you whether you overpronate or something like that. But these methods are very subjective in that they rely quite a lot on the person carrying out the assessment. And secondly, they're just they're just not very accurate, and neither do they measure the way you move in 3D. So the, the human body moves legs, which is what, probably what you saw me in when I was running in the London Marathon. Right, yeah. The cameras, yeah. So the cameras actually pick up the positions of those markers, which are then used to create a model of the person running so that you can work out exactly what's happening at pelvis, hips, knees, and ankles in the three planes of human movement. All right. So essentially, it's a very accurate way of putting numbers to the way somebody moves, which is very important when it comes to trying to assess 
and prevent running injuries. Yeah, I think that's uh, it's, it's yeah, well, well explained. I think we've we've kind of seen it in in other aspects of sport with technology as well, where you're where you're moving from something that's more of like based on human experience and like strategy in, in a, a football match or something. If you go only mm-hmm. off of uh, only off of human experience and, and intuition and and whatnot, you're not quite getting the full pictures. Whereas if you're able to capture the data, then um, you can really take a more yeah. non-biased view and then be able to compare it. Uh, that exactly. Uh, so non, it's completely non-biased. So kind of to carry on where Run 3D came from, when I wanted to try and look at setting up gait analysis for for runners, I basically researched other labs in the world that had been able to do this and found myself with Professor Reed Ferber from the Running Injury Clinic at the University of Calgary. And they had been successful in creating the software to be able to offer this to mass participation athletes and not just restricted to elite level or research institutions. So basically, rather than reinvent the wheel, we bought Reed's software over here to the UK and set up Run3D. So the company itself spun out, is a spin out from Oxford University. Uh, we spun out in December, so we're still very new. Oh, wow. And what we, we here based in Oxford have our own um, physiotherapy service and where we offer the 3D gait analysis. Um, hmm. We're also franchising Run 3D throughout the UK as well. This, this sort of thing has been available in, I guess, in small quantities to, to elites and, and medical. Is it, um, is it sort of the same sort of service that elite people have been using for, for many years, or is it, is it just starting to come along in the elite circles as well? I think, I mean, I'm not too sure of what happens in institutions such as Loughborough, where the, the research facility will have a big lab, whether the elite athletes actually go through that, I'm not sure. The, the problem historically with this type of technology is that it's, it was prohibitively expensive and very complicated to use. Whereas what the, the gate analysis system that we use has managed to do is make it A, affordable, and B, automated the whole process so it makes it, it makes it easier to use. So I think you will see it being used for elite athletes in the future if, if it's not being used in the research institutions currently. Right. Very cool. So what would you say your sweet spot is for kind of identifying, I assume kind of this 3D technology is better at identifying like certain ailments mm-hmm. or running injuries better than others. Like what is kind of the sweet spot that you guys see, either see a lot of or are very effective in kind of helping to identify and treat? The, it's basically it's the conditions which are known to have a biomechanical cause. So I think a very good example of where this becomes particularly useful is in patellofemoral pain syndrome, for example, where which is what I did my PhD in. So we know that this injury can be caused by abnormal foot and ankle motion. We know that it might also be caused by abnormal hip motion, which both of which are then causing strange movement patterns at the knee and result in the injury. So what the key to it is, is to say, well, which is which is causing it? And I think that very often, you know, there could be some kind of trial and error in, in an assessment or a treatment program, um, whereas what this does is it basically gets to the, the root cause of the problem instantly so that our physiotherapists can then automatically say, okay, 
I know where what's causing this, so let's treat the cause and really kind of knuckle down on that. We know what it is. Um, and then you can provide somebody with a long-term program and essentially stop it from reoccurring. So I think what you see very often in runners is that they they might treat the symptoms or they might take some time off and then the injury will go away. And then three months later, they up their mileage again or they up their volume of training and lo and behold, the same injury comes back again. And the reason for that is obviously that they haven't um, targeted the underlying cause of it. And so, of course, it's going to come back again if it's got a biomechanical um, reason for coming and the same stresses and strains are going to be placed on the lower limb when they start to train again and the same injury is going to reoccur. And so I think what the message we're trying to get across is, look, let's nail what's going on or the root cause of the injury and then you can have a long-term solution to the problem and it won't come back when you try and increase your mileage again. I think, I think I'm in the middle of one of those cycles right now, personally, okay. <laughs> trying, trying to break it. Um, so would you say that the, the information that you generate is, is just more information for, for a physical therapist to, to design a, a, a training plan or a rehabilitation plan? Or are you, yeah, very are you, right. So well, what we, we, we see it or we see the system as a kind of a diagnostic tool. So just like you might get sent to have an MRI, you could be sent to have a 3D gait analysis. And then the actual making sense of that information is then down to the practitioner to say, okay, I need to use the information that this tool has given me so that I can create you the optimal rehab and treatment program. Do you, would, you, would you put a runner on, on a treadmill and then kind of have him or her tweak the form until certain criteria are met to almost try and develop a, a more sound running style or is that now our our underlying kind of belief is that there's there's no right way to run now i know that there's a lot of press or publicity with regards to for example barefoot running and that you should run on your midfoot and things like that and now whilst we know that rear foot strike running midfoot strike running are very different in terms of changing the way that you move and changing the, the ground reaction force as well. What we're not so certain of from a research perspective or kind of scientifically at the moment is whether one way of running is better or worse than any other. Um, what we do know, however, is that there are a number of parameters that are linked to running injuries, and that's what we measure in the assessment. So, for example, if your hip rotates inwards too much or if your knee collapses too much as you're running, we know that they've been linked with a certain number of running injuries. And so our physiotherapist wouldn't necessarily directly change the way that you ran. She would indirectly do it by providing specific exercises which we know would address those problems. So for example, if we found you had too much rotation at the hip, she might provide you with very targeted hip rotator mm. strengthening exercises, which would then indirectly alter the way that you run. Now, I know that from a research perspective, there's a lot going on at the moment in terms of gait retraining, where they do actually give, um, I think it's Irene Davis who's at Harvard at the moment, where they'll give real-time feedback of what the person is doing in order to get them to try and modify the way they run so that the parameters similar to those that we're measuring stay within a kind of normal band 
normal range, as it were. So whilst we don't do that now in the clinic, because it's still very much an area of research, I think it's somewhere somewhere that we probably would look to go into in the future to kind of give real-time feedback. But at the moment, it's more indirect and we will target weaknesses and inflexibilities which will alter the way that you run and giving us the patterns that we see. What, like what is the period of time that it takes for runners to kind of retrain or kind of strengthen some of their core or hip muscles we, to get back to kind of a more optimal, well, so we, not optimal but healthy? Yeah, so we suggest, people, we suggest people come back in about four to six weeks. We would have a kind of reassessment to check whether we were going in the right direction. And then do you find runners are pretty receptive to this? Or is it like one of those sports where like it's kind of a balance, right, that they, like one of the reasons they may be injured is overtraining and then or coming back from injury too often. Is that a, like a challenge mm-hmm. to you, kind of just the general psyche of runners that are more kind of go get um, it? And... They're fairly open to it because when runners get injured, we tend to get fairly desperate, right? Please just fix me, do anything. Um, triathletes as well um, they tend to like the technology <laughs> it's pretty cool we can animate you as a skeleton um, and get you running but you know it's new and it's based very much on the science that's out there and it's the first thing of its kind to be able to offer this level of accuracy and this level of analysis to runners so I think you know it, it is received has been received fairly well in the running community and what the way we kind of explain it to people is that in very simplistic terms each person's got a kind of a running injury threshold okay and that's the kind of above which if you go above that then you're likely to get injured and obviously that's influenced by your training um, the shoes that you wear the terrain that you run on how many sessions you do a week or hard sessions but it's also influenced by your muscular strength and your flexibility and your biomechanics and your structural alignment. Now, let's say that you are only running 10 miles a week, okay? So in which case, it probably doesn't really matter if you're really weak and you've got terrible biomechanics because you're not running enough to reach your threshold. Okay, now let's say that you want to train for a marathon and you want to up the volume of your training to 40 miles a week. Now, all of a sudden, because you've got really bad biomechanics and you're really weak and inflexible, you kind of get a problem and you get injured. Okay, so what we say to people is, well, if you want to train at that level, then we need to improve your strength. We need to improve your biomechanics and your flexibility to enable you to train at that level whilst remaining uninjured. So that's the kind of picture. It's very simplistic terms because everything is interrelated. That's the problem with running injuries. There are so many different risk factors and you have to try and look at all of them. Um, but yeah, I think that if you, somebody wants to train at a certain volume, then they need to improve other aspects in order to um, ensure that they remain below that injury it, threshold. Is there a certain demographic that are more affected by injuries or like kind of maybe like not, you may not have like exact statistics or anything like that, but just general feel like is it men versus women or like slightly older or younger that are just doing a lot of running for the first time or like... New new runners in particular, yeah, because they tend to increase their mileage very quickly and might not necessarily have the right musculature development in order to maintain the biomechanics. So yes, kind of those in particular, those 
guess the biggest demographic that we see are, are tend to be club level runners because they want to properly train and do the sessions and do the training but might not necessarily be able to have the kind of biomechanics and things like that and so tend to get tend to get more injured. We work quite closely here with the with the University Cross Country Club and they 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 train pretty hard <laughs> and so have quite a high injury. A lot of them tend to get injured because they, they train yeah, you, at a pretty high level. I guess you you're you're still quite a new company, but would you say that um most of your most of your clients come after an injury or do you have people coming in um kind of as a preventative maintenance almost that's a very good good question we ideally want to see people before they're injured because that way they're running in their you know in the kind of pre-injured way and we can work out where their weaknesses are and target them so that's our that's what we want to do in reality people don't come unless they're already injured you know <laughs> you're a runner i'm a runner if we're not broken, then we're invincible, right? Yeah. And it's only when you get injured that you think, oh, no, I'm going to go and see this person and that person and fix, please, I want it fixed by yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not that easy. But, yeah, and whilst we'd like to see, and, you know, the, the statistic, I think about half of all runners become injured every year. If we could just wow. try and reduce that to 40 by encouraging people to take a preventative or proactive approach, then that would be fantastic. But the reality is, at the moment, that's not what we're seeing. Yeah, great. Well, um, so we saw we saw you at London. Um, do you have any other mm -hmm. events where where people will be able to take a look? So what we're doing at the moment, actually, is we're we're focusing more on getting the system out into other hospitals and other running clinics. All right. So so whilst at the moment we're just Oxford based, we installed a second clinic into Holly House Hospital in Essex last week. And our next one is going into the running lab, which is in Kew in London. Um, so that's our, our kind of focus for the next few months, is kind of just getting out there by letting other systems, other um, clinics, sorry, have our, have our systems. Um, we're going to be at the COPA conference in the Excel Centre at the beginning of June, which is more targeted to... Um, private physiotherapy practices for ways of expanding um, their practice. And we also, um, we both run a lot as well. And so we tend to go around the races and things. So <laughs> if there's anyone's around Oxfordshire, <laughs> then yeah. we're likely to, likely to be there. But um, other than that, London Marathon was our big one. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you run in the London Marathon? No way. Not after standing there for four days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, I did. I think I did enough running on the treadmill to make yeah, up for say. it. <laughs> well, if, uh, so, if our listeners want to find more information, where would be good places uh, online to, to find you? Yeah, so our website is run3d.co.uk. We've also got a Facebook page, which is run3d underscore Oxford. Um, and also you can just email jessica at run3d.co.uk or give us a call on the number that's on the website, which is 01865 703 702. Okay, great. Well, we'll put all that information up on our website um, for, for, the, for the listeners. And uh, thank you very much for your time. It's been an interesting conversation. That's all right. It's a pleasure talking to you. <laughs> thank you. Yes, thank you, Jessica. Okay. 
And that is the episode. Thank you, Jessica. And thanks, listeners, for listening. And uh, you can go to our website to find all the links, more information. And remember to follow us on Twitter at Sports Tech Pod. Thanks. Bye.